Okay, okay, okay. Versatile Vigilante, Young Vince, Uncle Vinny. We got the man from behind the scenes in front of the camera. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The one and only Deucey. Deucey, what's going on? Deucey, what's good, my guy? I'm chilling, I'm chilling. Glad to be here. Thank you for, for bringing me out. Uh, dope to let's just start. My man. pleasure, bro. Cheers. And we got the man, Andye, behind the camera. You guys literally flip-flopped yes, roles Ski. today. <laughs> the singer is behind the camera. <laughs> you were here, up. what, two months ago? Three months ago? It's still summer, man. Yo, time fucking flies. Yeah, nuts. I remember I was taking videos behind the scenes last yes. time I was here. And I was like, <laughs> that was opposite. But there yeah. we go. Yeah, it's it, dope. It is dope, man. It's like, it's like family to us now. So, like, we always hear. We, we, we mess with the vision. So, Appreciate you know, it, man. No, I fuck with you guys, bro. That was a, I thought, great interview. Great meeting you guys in yeah, the first place. Yeah, yeah. Um, And definitely excited to, to get your interview in. And so, yo, Super I want to take it from the beginning, man. Talk about where you grew up, how you grew up, and we'll go from there. Yeah, um, born in Toronto. Uh, I lived, um, I don't know if anyone knows, Cataraqui, uh, where it was like born in St. Clair, just like nearby okay. Ward Station. Okay. Uh, I lived in the complexes, or I guess the subdivisions across from Cataraqui. Um, it was there until like, I was like 12, 13, moved to Pickering, so I did like grade seven and grade eight at Pickering and then high school. I went to Notre Dame Catholic Secondary School in, in uh, Ajax. Um, I think my love, cause like I was always like, my dream was always to be a baller. I think that's like most kids dreams when they grow up. Uh, I went to like a heavy sports school in, in high school. Like we had like like top tier talent come out of our high school. Like we had some D1 players go from our school. So like it was like very ball focused. Right. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't at that level. I was definitely not at that level. And I kind of realized that in high school um, so kind of had like a passion for singing. Um, I first came into the industry being an artist. Like I was actually like an artist, like Deucey was okay. an artist in like what, 2018. So I started out doing covers like back when like Instagram was like uh, 15 second videos. Uh, so I, I was doing covers in that era. Um, my first ever cover I ever did was uh, Forever by Aaliyah. Mm. So that one, Put it on Instagram, it had like 500 views. It's like, oh, okay, like it was pretty cool. Like, I didn't have that many followers at the time. Uh, but then I, I put it on Twitter, and I had like 10k views. And I was like, oh shit. And mind you, like, I had like, <clears throat> I put a black, because like I didn't want to show my face when I was saying I was kind of like skeptical. Because like the thing in high school when I was in high school is that like guys don't sing. Facts. Right? So like I was just like, I was scared to show that I could sing because I came from a ball perspective. So like, you come from a ball, you're kind of like that man. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? So then, um, I was scared to show my face. So I was like, all right, let me just like hold my hand on the phone and sing. And then that had 10K views on a black screen of 15 seconds. And I was like, what the heck? Like, what's going on here? And then, you know, like that was like grade 12 times. And I was just like, yo, like, okay, like maybe people want to hear me more. So I kept doing them and I kind of made it into like a, a doozy Tuesdays. So like, I got post like a cover every Tuesday. And then, uh, one of my friends was like, um, you gotta show your face like you, you, you gotta show your face and this is like the time where like instagram was like from 15 seconds to now 60 seconds right. so like yo, you, you had to pull cover of a real song and um so i did and the first cover i did when i showing my face was uh sam smith uh stay with me um at the time it had it was like a couple hundred and like that was like kind of like what i was getting um and then one of my friends was high school famous. So she she was like really dope into, I guess, the Asian culture. And she's like, I want to repost you. I was like, 
okay, cool. Like, you know, like, kind of new into this reposting world. And uh, she reposted it, and someone from her followers saw who was famous. She reposted it. And then the morning I get up, all I hear is ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, what the, like, what the heck is going on? And, like, it, it was like that for two days, like, straight. Like, like just viral, like, bro. Like, it, but it was funny because it went viral in Indonesia. Mm. So, like, it was not viral in Canada, not viral in USA, but it was viral in Indonesia, right? So, like, I had all these, like, Indonesian fans saying, come to Indonesia, we love you, or, like, we love Ducey, and I was just, like, off of a one-minute cover, right? And it's funny because that cover changed a lot of things for me because that cover was the reason why, like, you know, like, I was like, okay, like, maybe I should put out songs. But that cover was one of the reasons why I got to meet Jesse Reyes. Um, I mean, I'm kind of going a little bit ahead, but, like, that was, like, and it also was the reason why I got put onto Six Bus. So, like, that same cover was seen by Jesse Reyes, and I got a meter because of that cover. And then I also, it also, that same exact video got posted on Six Buzz's main post. Like, about maybe, well, just before COVID. So, like, imagine a cover does yeah, all that, nice. right? It's, it's nuts, right? So, like, it was it went from, like, 500 views to now, I think, I kind of took it off my page now, but, like, it, it was, like, at, like, 70, 80K views. Wow. Right? So, like, that was kind of, like, my, my thing where I was, like, okay, like, I think I should be like, you know, like trying to take this more serious and like my heavy, my heaviest influences were Daniel Caesar at the time. So like I was really, really messing with him. And like, even when he came to Toronto, he did four shows. And I remember I bought tickets to every day except for one of them. And I just went by myself just to hear him saying like, I really messed with like, you know, like his music is old music and um, like just this whole wave and like kind of inspired me to make music. So I put out my first song in, I think it was 2018. Okay. Um, it was called McLean Flows. So like, you can probably still find it on Spotify, but um, it was funny because I was uh, working with like, kind of like my boys in the summertime, we were doing a basketball camp, and we worked out of a center called McLean Center in Ajax. Okay. And I was like, well, we're call it, like if we work here at McLean Center, might call it McLean. And I'm like, oh, like I'm making flows. I'm like, oh, I'm McLean Flows. Like, I thought it was so cool. My friends were like, that's so bad. <laughs> like, I was like, I thought it was cool. And then, like, so, like, that's when I kind of, like, started performing. I think, even though I was, like, a great musician, I think my performances were what were dope. But I think people wanted to hear me live, acoustic, like, acapella. Right. Right? They just wanted to hear my raw voice. Like, they didn't care about the music. Like, even though it was cool, but they really wanted to be, like, no, you have the music. Like, we really want to just hear you right. sing. Right? And I was just doing performances. I got into a little bit of spoken poetry in that time um and i was just putting out singles and then um i i wanted to take it to the next step i thought like i was like yo like i'm, I'm in this rug like I, I thought i was putting out like three singles and people were starting to like kind of mess with me now it's getting some traction and i was like i want to take my music to the next level and i applied to the remix project right um and i think that was 2019 and then um COVID happened and then everything just like flipped upside down in my world. Like everything. Like there was a point where like I had something wrong with my throat so I couldn't sing anymore. Uh, like it was hard to speak. Um, and maybe it was just more mental. But um, I, I, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I was like, I was very like low on energy, like in the beginning of COVID. And everything, yeah, everything just switched. And I was still in school at the time for marketing. And I was just like, do I really want to be a singer? You know, and I was seeing like, what it takes, like, you can sing, but to be an artist is two different things. Right. Like, being a singer and being an artist are two completely different things. I don't think, I don't think a lot of people realize that. And I don't think I wanted to be an artist, but I love to sing. 
right? I love to be in rooms with artists and sing for them or sing with them. But I don't think I wanted to be someone that like woke up at three a.m. to paparazzi like shooting, like you know, like I right. like and like obviously that's your dream, right? To be selling out shows, and if you're selling out shows, like you're gonna have paparazzi at your crib anytime, any point. And do you really want to have that privacy being taken away, right? So I, like there were so many other, and of course there was like a lot of excuses being made, right? But I think like for me, I was kind of realizing like um, I had an educational background, and I was like, I I love business love music let's kind of mesh that in together right um and then from there on it just it just stuck like i was just like yo like i want to be a marketer i want to do this i want to do that like i want to be an a and i want to be a ma-. like so like that's where kind of like i built this persona for juicy being a manager um me and andy go like way back like we go back like maybe 10 years ago uh just being like cool just being friends um and we were kind of like being artists at the same time at one point right. and then like when i kind of transitioned into that um it kind of just clicked right it was just like you want to be a manager i want to be an artist we kind of mesh those in together and yeah that's kind of like the short form of it but like that's kind of like how juicy became juicy yo that's a hell of an intro man yeah, I had yeah. no zero idea <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah zero idea so you were singing first okay i want to take it back to that so when you started dropping music, and I definitely want to do a lot of the behind-the-scenes talk, but, but yeah. I, I want to uncrack this a little yeah, bit more, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, When you started singing, did you see, like, a change in yourself when you started dropping the music? Like, did you... did So you said you didn't really want, like, the fame aspect, or that didn't appeal to you. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you were getting that a little bit, where it's like, damn, people are knowing me, and so maybe a little uncomfortable? At that point, I don't think, like, when I was first putting out music, I thought it was cool. Um, when I was first putting out music, I, I think I would definitely say I was known in, like, the Ethiopian community. I was okay. going to say I was known, like, all over the place. Uh, but definitely for, like, the East African community, I think, like, a lot of people did know that I made some sort of music or they did see me at some point, whether it was a show, whether it was a spoken word a slam or a poetry slam or if it was just on IG. Like, people right. at least saw me once. Uh, there's a time when I was at Ryerson and like nowhere to lie, like I, I was walking down the street, headphones, and someone said, "Are you Ducey?" Like I don't know who this person is. And I was just like, "Whoa, right?" And like it, it didn't shock me at that time, but like I think I kind of liked it at a certain point. But I think when it came to being isolated a lot in COVID, I was just like, uh, "Do I really want?" Like okay. I was just kind of like reevaluating a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, like I, I think I would personally say I think I kind of liked it when I was younger. That was cool, right? right? Like when you when you see your favorite artist, you kind of see you don't see what they did before. You just see what they put out, right? You don't see how many years they put into this in the, into this industry, and um, I, I I just skipped to that where they're there right now. I didn't see what they were doing before, right? So that was kind of like me, like oh, I just want to get up there, like I want to be like them, you know? Um, so yeah, interesting. Okay, so you would describe yourself right now as a manager. Yeah, I had to put a job title say manager. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're managing NDA currently. Yeah. Um, what does a manager do? And straight up, want to ask you that because I haven't had these conversations on here too much. It's usually the artist. It's usually yeah. the videographer. Yeah. Producer, very rarely the manager. So I want to know. Oof. A manager. There's so many different types of managers. Um. If you manage an independent artist, you are not a manager. You are a partner with your artist. You're basically a label, 
Right. When you when you are, <clears throat> and I'm speaking on experience because Andre is currently like independent. Me and him together are the ones who pitch to blogs. We're the ones who are creating the storyboards for his music videos. We're the ones getting it mixed and mastered to different people. We're the ones who are pitching our market ideas to the DSPs like Spotify and Apple. We're the ones uh, building his social media campaign and, and doing all that. So we're doing whatever a label would do, but just on a smaller scale because we right. don't have the funding, right? So I don't consider myself a manager when it comes to Andy. I think we're both partners in his music, right? Right. Um, in a sense, like, and there's also like different managers when you get political into the industry where it's like, there's some managers who are just road managers who just travel with the artists because maybe the main manager doesn't want to, you know, come out all the time in the road or is not capable of. Um, there are day-to-day managers. Right. There's business managers. So like there's, there's a lot of definitions to a manager, but I think just the, I guess the generic form of it, I think it's just someone who uh, has some connections and has kind of believes in the same vision as the artist and fights for that dream like it's their own right right so like i know that's so generic to say but like if you want to go break it into tasks it's, it's someone who makes sure to be on top of the artist when it comes to their social media stuff so like you don't want to let them slip on that right someone who you know tries to go to networking events so that they can help their artists you know build and build connections for themselves um someone who it's like we're almost like assistants in a sense, like because like we're we're we work for the artist, right? Um, we want to create their vision and bring it to life. And of course, if you're managing an artist, you believe in their vision. So we're bringing we're trying to bring that vision to life together, right? Got you. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of like what I think it is. I asked that question because there's a few reasons. One of the reasons is you clearly have a passion for music. I mm-hmm. think that's pretty safe to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's good for people to understand that you don't necessarily need to be the one singing, rapping, Mm. you know, even creating the content necessarily to have a huge involvement in the music industry and the music in general, because, yo, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of decisions are made together where Andre kind of hears what you have to say or any artist you deal with, you're like, oh, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. So you are kind of influencing the content as well. So I think it's interesting for people to hear that. I think I think a lot of younger, I guess, youth believe that it's only just being an artist, but they're like, they're so like I can't even think of all of them because I probably won't get to like I can't probably think of all of them at the right. same time. But there are, I can say over fifteen other things, and there's probably way more. But just off the top of my head, I think there's at least fifteen other things you can do that consider yourself to be in the music industry. Right, so you don't have to be an artist. You don't have to be a rapper. You don't have to be um, a manager. Like you can be a you can be a publicist. Right. Right. You can work in the publishing. You can work at a label. You can be a marketer. You can be an A and R. Like there's like there's like so there's there's just so many Tons. things that you can do that affect artists and their music when it comes to the rollout or even just like their passion. Right. Right. There's so there's so many. No, it's important, man, and and uh, I think that's how you build a strong community as mm-hmm. well. When you yeah. get smart people, passionate people involved in different sides yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of the game, yeah, that's huge. So, how you feel? Okay, so when you were dropping songs, mm-hmm. people would like them. Yeah, you got a sense of satisfaction. Mm-hmm. How do you get that satisfaction when you're managing? If you're not, 
you're, if you're not really the one that people see, how do you transition into how you get your satisfaction? Well, it's it's like how I said it earlier. It's like um, if you if you if you manage an artist, I, I hope if you manage artists, you believe in their vision, right? So you kind of either help them with their vision or just kind of guide them through what they already have. Because some right. artists are just so technical with what they already have, you just support them. Or there's some that like know they want to sing, but just need to build that vision with you. With Andy, it was kind of like a little bit of both where he kind of knew but didn't and like it was kind of like where I kind of helped him you know bring it and like credits to him like he he does a lot of his directing like a lot of people don't know that like he directs like his own music videos when it comes to like the storyboards um and like I give his two cents he writes his own music so like he kind of has his and like his look as well like he kind of has that on point right so it makes my job a little bit easier if I treat it like it's my own then that's kind of like like because like if right. I'm putting in ideas like if Andy says, yo, let's do it this way, and I'm like, mm, I think we should do it this way. He's like, you're right, let's do it this way. So now I'm kind of involved with the process. So when it does come up to fruition, let's say it does go platinum, it's like I help something to get platinum. Right. Right. So that's kind of like my satisfaction with it. Um, and that's not just because we're boys. Like, it's just like any artist that like I help with. It's like I'm contributing to the work. So I believe it's like mine as well. Right. You know what I mean? It's a team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And I, I, I knew you were going to say that. I just wanted to hear it um, more for, for the, the interview. The, the, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we get, I think it's easy to get lost in like, it's all about me. It's all about me. Yeah. A lot of people do that. I think every single person has done that at some point. For sure. And I like what you brought up because you're winning, he's winning. It's only, it's only going to help us both. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. Huge. Is that something you like? Do you see it as? Do you see yourself as becoming kind of on the label side? Would you have other artists under you? I don't know. I think um, <clears throat> I've only, I guess, started to like actually manage Andie in the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. So like, there's obviously like been like the times where like I'm just helping him out here and there. Like I'll be in a studio session, give him a lyric or two. I'll be in his like. Uh, direction board where I, like I'll help him with like storyboards and like that was going on for like i say like six seven months and then when it came to the top of the year when he was like making some good ass music and like some label people were hearing it and they were kind of interested he's like okay shit like i really do need a manager and it just made sense for us to work together um yeah i think like for me like it's so tough because like i feel like um with him, he has such a bigger vision. His energy. Yeah. Like, and you kind of see it with yourself. Like, his energy is kind of everything. Yeah. Very, right? very, like, very much. Right. Like, his energy, like, when, you, when you're when you in a room with him, like, you can hear his music and be like, yo, he's so dope. And then, like, you meet him, he's like, oh, like, okay, like, yeah. he, like he, he's the guy, right? It, I, I feel like not many people would say a bad thing about that. Guy. No, I, yeah, I'm gonna, like, and, and like, and like, it kind of shows, and it's not like it's something that he puts on a persona. Like, no. he's like that, like, 24 7. Like, you see it on, like, behind the scenes. Well, like, he's, he's a great guy. And, like, I kind of, I know I steer away from the question. So, like, if you want to, if you want to say it again, you can, and I can answer probably, but I just want to say that piece. No, I like that, bro. I, I, what I was asking was first, I like that you ride for your artists. Mm -hmm. I think as a manager, yeah, number one. But what I was saying is, and we've seen it a lot in, in history, music history, where a manager or a label is kind of tied to an artist and then starts building a mm -hmm. building a repertoire of, of artists or 
you know, just different people on the team. So yeah, so so that's where I was going. So basically, um, so yeah, I've only been doing this for like six or seven months, right? Yes. And like kind of, or now maybe like nine months. And I've kind of gotten to the point where people see what me and Andre are doing and kind of coming up to me and be like, hey, can you manage me? Right. Or like, hey, can you manage me? Or can you help me in this way? And I was just like, I'm kind of tired of doing the, yeah, I got you, um, just off the strength of reward and no contract, right? And like, it's still very early for me, like saying nine months and I'm already tired of it. Like, that's kind of that's kind of right. weird. But like, I feel like I'm at a point where maybe I do need to start a company. Maybe I do need to start a management company or a label and like kind of like start that way and kind of take it that way. And that's kind of, I think, the, the next step for me professionally is just like building that piece and like kind of protecting myself from... And not like from any artist that I work with currently, but just in, in general, just like building something that <clears throat> other other greats do. Yes. Right. And um, I think I want to kind of start that young because I would love to fail at twenty four. I would hate to fail at thirty, but I would love to fail at twenty four so that I can be successful at thirty. Right. Right. You you you're taking it serious. Yeah. You and, yeah. Yeah. Right and, yeah. And yeah. Exactly. I want to do it the right way and learn and learn from you know OGs that like have taught me and, and kind of just like just get better and I think this is like a next step for me to get better right um, and I think the person that I forget his last name now but he came to remix his last manager Victor um, I don't know if you've ever seen him or anything like that um, okay. but he came into uh, a remix session one time and he was uh, on a panel he he spoke about like his journey and what he was doing and like instantly that like sparked me and I was like that's what I want to do. Like, I was like, I always knew what I wanted to do, but just like, or I guess I knew what direction I wanted to go into. Right. But like, when he spoke, I'm like, that. Like, that's the thing I want to do. Like, that's what I, like, how, okay, how he did it is exactly how I want to follow it. Like, like, that's the end goal. What specifically? Um, he, so he started, I guess, like, like he was co-founder with Blast when he opened up their record label called Eagles. Blast, B-L-X-S-T. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so like he's like kind of like the co-founder of that and like they kind of work that together but like they they built it in a way that like they both have ownership in it right so right. like they both kind of like split 50 50 and he's like kind of like the CEO and then on top of that he has his own management company so it's like when I when I heard like I never had the feeling of having a management company I was like oh I'll, like I'll manage a couple artists and be like right. like square brawn and be like hey like I manage like two big dope pop artists cool um, but then when I saw like when Victor was talking about like the shit that he was talking about I was like oh this is like it's pretty sick like you know like there's something that i would love to do you know and then it kind of gave me the juice and like kind of like the momentum and confidence to be like if someone of like his stature could do it i can do it too right I love that. right so that, that that's kind of like where i'm at right now when it comes to being on a label um i guess like to to answer a different question for artists being on labels or like i guess signing my artist to a label i'm not opposed to it i just think it has to make sense um, I don't, there's, there's nothing you can say bad about a label if the relationship's there, yeah. right? Of course you can hear bad things about labels because like maybe the relationship's not there, right? But like if, if you have leverage and you're, and you kind of build that for yourself, labels come to you, you don't go to labels, right? right. So they want you. So they're obviously going to provide a service that you can provide for yourself. Of course, if you have grants and a great distribution team, you can maybe go a long way with it. But of course, having a label machine in this pop industry is so much easier and so much better if you have that leverage going into these deals because then they give you better deals, right? Right. So 
that's kind of like my stance on when it comes to do you want artists on label do you want to go independent it's like i don't mind either way it just has to make sense right it's not a cookie cutter situation it's not because every deal is different like there's there's deals where like now labels care more about a fan base than the music where they can build your music but they can't build your fan base yeah. like that because it takes so much longer right uh they can't buy everything right but they can they can get you to a point where your music could be good but to have a, a great fan base is so much more beneficial for them very true right so where do you learn this shit bro where do you learn this shit? Is it from the interviews? Is it from... Uh, I actually don't watch interviews, like, quite often, honestly. Like, I kind of, like, just learn from, like, being with older people. Like, I was always with older people growing up. So, like, I was always, like, I, I was never around people my age, ever. Like, I was always at least 26 and above. I'm not trying to brag. But I'm just saying, like, you know, like, that's, like, yeah. who I was always around. I was always, like, people who were older than me, uh, people that would give me advice, um, it, it was just like them kind of, and like I was lucky enough that the people that were older than me all were in the music industry, right? So I had firsthand like knowledge on all this stuff and it's kind of just me building through my way, like saying, talking about the remix project like that, like kind of shifted my, like I, that's kind of like, if I would say like if I had a pie of how much knowledge I had, 80% of it would go to remix, right? I think the remix project definitely helped me out a lot and, and kind of like put me on this like kind of path that like kind of taught me what I need to know right. and if I didn't where I couldn't go to find that answers right so I think I think I give a lot of credit to the Rivers Project to like learn all this stuff bro I, I was telling you before the podcast I had Jay-Z in here literally yeah, yeah, a yeah, week yeah. ago That's and he was dogs. literally saying the same thing about the remix project man so it's it's, it's life-changing and I don't want to even be cliche but it's, it's literally like so like I kind of I have to go back a little bit, but it was kind of funny because I was in the remake project for two years now. So I was in the last round to be for an artist. So like when I when I sold you, I applied for remix. It was for artistry, but then COVID happened, and then uh, they came up to me. Uh, one of my like my dogs, Ricky. He's like, "Yo, remake project happening up again. You still want to be an artist?" I was mm -hmm. like, uh, "Nah, but can you put me in the business program?" He's like, "No." I was like, "What?" But like, I'm not even an artist anymore. He's like. Yeah, they like we're kind of filled up on spots, bro. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, do you still want to be an artist? And I was like, nah. I was like, I really don't. And he's like, it's not like you don't know how to sing. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, so why don't you just make tracks and sell them? And I was like, I never thought of it like that. I was like, I never thought of like I could potentially sell these tracks later on. And I was like, all right, cool. And he's like, and then we kind of worked out where I was like, I was like being an artist there, but I can still go to like certain classes, like for the business squad. But then they also. Uh, got me in a position to have an internship with Warner for marketing. Sick. So like they like their like their thing is like of course like they want you to be a participant, but their alumni program is what like a lot of people love about the Remix Project because the alumni portion of it is where they have uh, someone specifically for alumni that has job opportunities that sends out to all the people that he thinks is would best fit for that job opportunity, okay. sends it out, and then you know like and like. There, I've, I've gotten three opportunities from that, but like only one of them like really went through, but like I was offered three opportunities and I was still, I'm still in the program. I didn't even graduate yet, right? So like they, they really do look out for their people and I think um, anyone who like is watching this right now that wants to aspire, and it, it's not only artists, it's not only managers, not only producers, it's also people who are in the fashion industry, people who are creative, like JCB is a photographer, yep. right? Um, creative designers, videographers, like it's it's anything in the music industry realm that they provide and that they help, and, and it's a fr like the one thing I like 
and blah blah blah. It's free. Yeah, that's nuts. So like when I was an artist, I was going into their uh, like state of the art studio for free three hours a week. Which how you that know, would be at least a couple hundred bucks. Um, it'd be like like yeah like for per hour like a studio now is probably like sixty, like a good studio sixty yeah. seventy bucks an hour. So like you're saving two hundred bucks a week. Plus you have the engineer there for you who does your stuff. But yeah. then you're also in a space that you are able to collaborate because like that space is free from two to eight. So you can be in rooms with JZBs. You can be in rooms with people who are managers or PR specialists and build a team. Yeah. Like like one artist that like I'll really shout out here is Fame Holiday. I don't know if you've met him, yes. but like he I don't I've know if he, shout out to him. Yeah, but like I I don't know if he met them there, but like from my understanding, like he met uh, his photographer and his DJ from Remix. So it's becoming DJ, like a community hub, bro. Like, but like literally, and it's like, and it's like, it's not only year round. Like, you have access to the six. Like, there's we're in round seventeen now, so there's a whole bunch of <laughs> Remix rounds that you can apply for, or like, I mean, get help from. If like the Remix fan, like if you say you're a Remix fan, that holds weight, you yes. know. And I think. Um, people are more inclined to help when you do say that, right? So there's over what? There's 50 each round times 17. I can't even do the math right now, but it's probably over what? A hundred, a thousand? It's probably over a thousand. Something good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a significant. lot. Significant. Uh, significant, right? It's a, it's, it's a lot. And um, I think it's, it's a great place to build a community for, for, yeah, for this industry, for sure. I mean, I, I was talking about this with other people too, where I feel like right now the Toronto scene in general is very strong mm -hmm. especially for young artists people doing their thing and shout out to someone like a group like the remix project man yeah they are huge and you know what another group example of they're not really in front of the camera they're what they're doing is yeah yeah yeah. You know, but, I, the I think they're even doing like a bigger thing where they're like they're um i guess building confidence to the younger generation mm -hmm. right and like that's the most important thing Literally, they're they're a school. Yeah, yeah, literally. Like I, I like when I say I graduate, like I first say I graduated from Remix. Yeah. Like I don't say I graduated from George Brown. I say I graduated from Remix. That's hard. Yeah, like because like I feel like I learned the most. Yeah. In Remix, so when I graduate again this December, I'm like I'm a double graduate from 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 Remix. You put in the work, right? Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that man. That that's cool as shit. Um, and I think we need that because. Yeah. yeah you can't do it all on your own. No, no. It's simple. I don't. I don't care what anybody says. You, you, you can't do it on your own. It's just impossible. There's, there's so many factors that like, like let's say if you. You 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 went into your room. You're like let's say you're in this podcast. You start singing. It goes viral on TikTok. Like oh yeah, I got viral on TikTok. But it's like okay, what? How can we capitalize on that? There's exactly. people that specify in that role that can get you to that point. But you can't do it by yourself. No, and you know what? Credit to the man on Ye for that because I think he probably saw. Listen, let me focus more on this. Mm -hmm. I need help on this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, like, it, it's it's more not on help, but it's just like building the team now yeah. than building it later. Because like I think any artist's worst nightmare, and from my experience, is like being so talented but not having a team. Because when labels come up to you and be like, "Oh yeah, like who's like the team? Who's managing?" You're like, "I oh, just me, a media turn off." There's like, oh, dope. And then they'll just like kind of like diffuse the conversation, right? Because like I feel like I've been in rooms where like labels are asking me like, oh, like, because like when I was like a singer, like I was getting some traction from labels and like, oh, yeah, what's the team? I'm like, 
oh yeah just like just and like me being like naive I'm like yeah just me they're like oh dope okay cool like just let us know when the next single comes out and then i'm like oh okay so like it really shows that they because like at the end of the day they don't want to deal with an artist they want to deal right. with the team that like they believe in right that they that they um can have full faith that like things get done uh because like a, an artist can't wear all hats he can't be his pr he can't be his marketer he can't be his manager he has to just like the artist has to just focus on their music right and i think if you build that too late you're now putting people that maybe you don't even trust like that or maybe don't have full faith in to do the job so you rather build that when you're young because now when you're going to these meetings you have full confidence that like he's gonna get it done he, right she'll get it done this part will get like right you know what i mean so yeah. it's like you rather build that now than wait till you're at that point because like any any artist's dream is to to be famous right you want to get big well not every artist but majority of artists want to get to that point where labels right. are calling them down you don't want to just be by yourself at that point facts and you make a good point with if you do that early you're both kind of building it together you right both and, know, and okay. then you also like maybe if it doesn't work you kind of know what you don't want yes and what you do need and now you kind of look for that in the next person it's always better more beneficial for you if you could start now 100%. It's not 100%. even like an opinion at this point. No, it's not. It's not like it just better. Like better. what? Like you don't lose anything. No. Because at the end of the day, if you're a manager, like you're getting like if you're if you're like worried about percentages or like money, you don't make anything. So like me getting twenty percent of zero dollars <laughs> doesn't mean like I don't. You could say I'll give you all hundred percent. It's still zero dollars. Yeah. Right. So there's no there's no point of talking unless you're independent and you're making some stupid amount of change. Then yeah, then there's a whole different. But if you're just a like just starting artist and you have a thousand views on Spotify, it's zero dollars. So what's the point of like you don't care about the money at that point? It's very true, man. Might as well try a bunch of different shit out. Might as well. It's, yeah, that's true. It's like that house money stage. You yeah, have yeah, no yeah. commitments. You got no kids yet. No. And majority, you know? a majority of the things like we're paying, like so we're actually in negatives. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, 100%. like we're putting in our own money for this we're not gaining anything back or we're not recouping off of our our streams real shit bro so like then i think that was even one of the reasons why i kind of like took a thing because like when i was starting out at the time i was only making 800 bucks a month and like yo music is expensive and I, and like i was scavenging for things like i was like like just on the strength of like oh because he's a dope artist let's give him a deal like I was paying, and like, mind you, this is crazy numbers. Like, please, artists don't think you're getting this deal. But like, I was paying for videos, three hundred bucks. That's unheard of. And they weren't horrible music videos, but like, they obviously weren't the best. But I was paying three hundred bucks for a video. Don't let the directors hear that. By <laughs> the way. Right, all right. Uh, I was paying like four hundred bucks for a beat, and like, that's still like, yeah, like that's yeah. that's okay. And then like, studio mixing, like, those cost me over a thousand dollars. And like, people were telling me, oh yeah, if you want to, you gotta be consistent. I'm like. I'm ne I'm going in negative dollars. Yo. Like Yo, I shit. I like of course like when people say oh you gotta like if you love it you gotta put everything I'm like yeah but I'm not also dumb. I'm not going broke over this like I I like I literally don't have the money to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean? So like it's like and at the time when I was doing it I wasn't like I didn't have the knowledge of grants which I think is the greatest thing for any independent artist. Grants are like heaven. They're paying you. To, to put your music out. Yep. You don't have to waste your own money anymore. Labels, you don't have to worry about labels, marketing. You have grants for that? Grants is sick. Grants are like a loan that you don't have to pay yeah. back. And like, 
as long as you can show that, oh my god. So like I didn't have it at that time. Like I well I didn't know the knowledge of it at that time and I was like, yeah, I'm not like nine hundred bucks, a thousand dollars for a single. And like mind you, like that's not what it is today. That was like back then. Now it's like over three thousand dollars. Right? It's a it's a lot. And uh, like yeah, yeah it's, it's hard. So I think I don't think yeah, I don't think artists or uh, anything of that sort when you need a manager don't worry about it in the early stages when it comes to money because that kind of ruin relationships you, if you're not making money don't worry about it right but just make sure that you're taking care of your people and like it makes sense like obviously don't say yeah I'll give you 60% as a manager like no but it's like be like kind of have those conversations early enough so like when money does come you guys are not surprised but there's no point of fighting over percentages there's there's literally no point very well said. Bro. Yeah, yeah. I love that you touched on that, man, because I think that's like the hit one of the hidden topics yeah. in, in creativity. Yeah. To make a career doing something with your brain, where you're creating content, creating, I didn't fuck the word content, but anything, music, <laughs> yeah, art, yeah, 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 yeah. anything. Yeah. Bro, you're probably not going to make money off that for a while, and you need to establish yourself in the game. Unless you are, like, lucky. Or, like, you are just born into some sort of clout, fame, whatever it is, yeah. whatever the case may be, you are not. You're not. No. And, like, it's, like, I mean, people may be starting doing that now because of the TikTok. You know, I think TikTok is right. the greatest platform for any artist. Um, you can build fans way faster. Yeah. Uh, there's just so much more people on TikTok worldwide. Um and I think that's maybe, like, that's the only case now that maybe it's changing a little bit now that, like, oh, like, I could get lucky, just blow off TikTok. But, like, the common, the common, like, consensus is, like, yeah, you're not, you're not. It's and hard. Exactly. And you know what? It's also one of those things, too, where it's, like, do you, can we say TikTok money will be sustainable? It's too early to say. It could be, but it's too early to say. Um, I mean, you can argue it because it's like if you are viral on TikTok, you're more valuable to either labels or to when you're dropping music now, maybe you have a fan base. You're right? a commodity. Yeah, right? So like if you're famous on TikTok and you drop music, you'll have way more than someone who doesn't have any of that, right? So maybe, but like, yeah, you can. It's you, possible. Yeah, it's but it's not the general. No, yeah. and kind of what I was getting at too, there was this Rick Ross, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, Yo, I didn't make I didn't make fucking a dollar for years. Yeah. Because every of what you were saying, every, every everything I had, I'm putting into this. Like it was, I knew I wasn't gonna get money back. And I think to accept that is an awesome thing. Cause it's like, okay, fuck the money. Let's put it to the side right now. Let's just work. Because like when you say like making money, like that means you have to also recoup your expenses. And to recoup your expenses, if you're paying three thousand dollars, like you need at least hit like a mil streams. It's a lot of money, man. Right? And it's like, that's just to recoup. Not to yeah. make money. That's just to recoup. Just make that bread so, back. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And, like, mind you, you don't want to, like, any money you make, you always want to put back into your thing. So, like, you're really not making significant amount of money. Facts. Yeah, and so that's true. Excellent. It's excellent to put that out there, man, because yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's okay. 100%. Bro, 100%, 100%. Because now we have things like grants, where, like, you can apply for these, and, like, they even pay for albums. Yeah. You can get budgets for albums. Like you can get over 10 to 15, 20. Factor gives out 100K uh, yearly grants. 100K. But, like, obviously those are for artists that are, like, in a, a higher tier. But, like, anyone who just starts off, you can get $2,000, $3,000. Like, 
there's financial assistance like Unison Fund that gives out $2,500 um, like um, one-time installment fees. Imagine getting $2,500 just, you know, like there's, there's just so many things now that like artists that start now have so much more. Like, no thanks. Yeah. To, yeah. That's great to say too, man, because there's the, there's one side where it's like, there's so many artists out, there's so much content out, music out, how is anyone going to get noticed? Very valid, but there's also what you're saying, there's more options now than ever, bro. Yeah, Think like, about even 10 years ago compared oof. to now, there was, yeah. and it was pretty advanced at that time, way less options than yeah. there are now. Bro, yeah. you can put a song, you can make a song, put it out, and get money for it maybe on the same fucking day yeah damn near that's yeah. nuts yeah i can yeah if i really wanted to i can put out a song in a day that's nuts crazy never has that been a thing no, before no like obviously like the traditional is like oh you got to put it in a month before to digest blah, 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 blah. but like if you really want to yeah if you love a song so much that you want anybody to hear it you can put it out in a day literally yeah and that's that's that side of it where it's like there's so many people out here yeah it's hard to get noticed but also it's a ton of freedom you can do what you got to do man you can really find like find your groove out here yeah people don't remember if you think you, if you look silly they don't remember after a fucking day no because know? like even for Andy, like he was like in this phase where he's like experimenting with his music and like he after countless hours of being in a studio finally understands what he wants to do it's amazing because now we get to share that to the world yeah man right we don't have to share like the uh like we care about this track but uh, now it's like he is like and you can see it with like his passion now it's like like th like this is him like right. this was meant to be him he messes with it his passion's in it now like his heart's in it everything's going you know so take the time like experiment like especially if you're young like mind you i'm only 22. Holy yeah, shit. I'm a 99. I'm a 99. Andy's 22 as well. Uh, yeah, but he's a, he's a 2000. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, Like, you're fucking 22. Yeah, we're young. That's nuts. So it's man. like, so it's like, when I say like experiment, <laughs> experiment, like you failing at 22 is so much better than you failing at 30. Yo, you know what? You know what's crazy, bro? I, I just turned 27. Wow. Yeah, so I'm closer to 30. Yeah, than yeah, yeah. I was 20, 20, 20. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Nothing's changed, bro. When you, if you are doing it now, you're going to keep doing it. Just don't, like, don't fold. No, 100%. You know what I'm like, saying? It's like, It's more it. about growing. Like, we, I don't know everything, right? I'm still learning. Like, I was even, like, I remember I was telling someone on a remix, and they're like, how do you know so much? I was like, oh, like, you know, like, I'm just learning. And, and I was like, if I knew everything, I wouldn't be here. Just keep going, bro. Why? It's fun. Like, if I knew everything, why would I be in space that are teaching me? Like, like, you know, like, I don't know everything. There's so much to learn. I'm a spot, like we all should be sponges you know like no shit. there's so there's there is someone that knows more than you anybody in this world there's someone that knows that more than you yep you're still a sponge it's true bro and again i use the word freedom again it's yeah. nice man it's nice yeah. To know, yeah there's someone that's been through this yeah you know what that means i can do this too exactly real shit yeah yeah real shit bro so you like manager life yeah it's more peaceful i feel like even with Andy, like, he, of course, he loves, like, the attention. But, like, you can start to see, like, it kind of, like, slowly, like, it's like, okay, like, whoa, like, I gotta okay. push back. Because, like, he, he's getting, like, love from, like, his home country. He's getting love from, like, people around the city. And it's kind of, like, I, I wouldn't say it's a lot right now. Because, <laughs> God forbid, not God forbid, but I mean, like, 
imagine what's going to happen in like two or three years. Like if yeah. he does, you know, busyness is right? a blessing, bro. right? Um, but yeah, I think like I, I love the manager life, like because like realistically, like if he, well, not if when when he blows up, no one cares about the manager. Unless you're a manager that puts yourself out there, like a Scooter Braun. Or, like, those are, like, kind of, like, the more known what managers. What do you think of that style? I mean, I think, like, managers who don't have anything to say yet, I feel like Scooter Braun is, like, kind of, like, that top, like, when you yeah. look at, like, managers. He's the top, like, top of the like, chain. Right? Yeah. Like, he has something to say. Like, he has something to teach younger managers or younger people in the industry and have that platform. Go ahead. Right? Um, but, like, someone like me, like, what am I supposed to talk about? You know what I mean? Like, I, I should be humble and, like, learn, grow. Um, like, the whole point of being a manager is that you're behind the scenes. You don't have to be in front. Like, your privacy is still there. Like, you get to go home and enjoy your family. You can go to a store and not feel, ra like, rampage you like you know like, be like yeah, oh yeah. my god like, like you don't have that so like it's peaceful like, you get to have that peace um and like whenever i hear interviews like artists like crave that like they they love being an artist but like they hate that their privacy is taken away so like i don't want to have like that taken away so like i think the man like the manager life suits me in a sense like i feel like it's better you make your money and you, you just go back home and, and you live with with your family i think that's the best way for me I feel that, bro. It's yeah. it's relatable. Um, I definitely feel you on that. It's interesting that you went through the artist process yeah. to kind of yeah, yeah, get yeah, yeah. to that. Yeah, very unique. Yeah, it's a little different. I don't think a lot like a lot of people now know me as a manager, which is so funny because like if you if you go to like people that knew me back then, they're like, "When's your music coming out?" And I'm like, "Guys, I'm fully manager." You know what I mean? So it's like people like people are starting to know me as just being a manager, and I love it. Because then, like, it puts on, like, this business hat for me where I don't have to explain to people, like, oh, yeah, I used to be an artist. And it's, like, so draining sometimes. Yeah. And, like, people are just, like, yeah, like, Deuce the manager. Like, yeah, you're Andy's manager. Like, yes. Like, I always love hearing Andy first because then I'm not in the spotlight anymore, and which I love. That's how you yeah. know you're doing your job. Right? Like, oh, like, yo, that's Andy's manager. I'm like, yes. I'm, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm do like, I'm being out there, but my name doesn't have to be out there, which I love. There's this saying, um... I've heard it a lot with like referees and shit in sports where it's like you know a referee's good when you don't notice them and I mm. feel like the manager is kind of similar where it's like yo shit's going well yeah I, who's the manager oh yeah yeah I, I mean know. even like they're like so like like currently now like my favorite artist is Gibeon okay so I'm just like yo like he blew up out of nowhere like cause there's a time where Gibeon was dope and like a lot of people knew who he was but then with that TikTok push right he got into a whole new global status and i'm just in my head i'm like who's this like who's this manager right and i'm just like who mind you it's an ethiopian kid like it's an ethiopian guy as well and i'm just like what there like you never expect it from toronto like i was like what like it's like it's crazy right so i was just like wow ethiopian managers are taking over hey bro. man i'm just saying <laughs> we're, we're, we're going for it love that but that's right? real shit bro and yeah. i think that goes into what you're saying earlier with like being behind the scenes the mm -hmm. humble vibe like yo you're a manager you gotta sign up for the fact that yeah i'm not gonna be the first person the girls are running no, to no. and that's perfect i'm the one like that's when excellent. the girl's like hey can you take a picture i was sure. like sure okay. happily <laughs> 
Vlad. Great. I'm not a picture. Next show is <laughs> right, right. Two weeks from right, now. Right. Come to that. Right. And yo, not everyone can do that. No. So I and and just like not everyone can sing, not everyone can dance, yeah. not everyone can do that. Yeah. And it's, I like to shine a spotlight on that because it's extremely valuable. Man. Appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate that for real. It's huge, bro. Yeah. To to not really want the clout and yo, I do research before interviews, bro. I couldn't do much for you. Like, really? There wasn't, like, That's amazing. On, on the that. IG, there's not a lot there. I love that. Only, most of it was because I met you already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I know I know a good like, yeah. intro. Yeah. But that's a compliment, man. Like, that. yo, in today's that. day and age, to, to be able to have kind of like, a that, I don't really key. know what you're doing. Yeah. That's you. I love that. I love that. Because, like, realistically, if if the money's right, I, I would love to just have no social medias. Facts. The only reason why I do have social media is because I have to have this persona up so people I can connect. If I have all the connections, I'm gone. Oh, like, there's, there's no point in me having social media. So what's what's the point? It just bring like it makes me more. Yeah. Happy. If you have everyone's phone number. If I, if I have all the connections, if I have all these DSPs connections. If I have the labels on me, or if, if if I'm doing this independent stuff, but I have all the connections, why do I need social media for what? Yeah. You know what I mean, like. If I'm trying to be this privacy person, maybe just stick to one social media, right? Where it's just like I'm specific to one, just to share maybe memories or stuff like that. But like, I don't like I don't need social medias. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. It's not there's no, there's not a greater purpose for it. I like that, bro. It's yeah. kind of, you know what? I feel like it's kind of just approaching it like it's it's kind of like a job. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing this because it is helping in a way. Just like yeah. your job can help in a way, pay your bills. Yeah, you know, yeah, do this. yeah. I don't want to do it forever though. Same with the social media shit. I agree with that. I agree you with know? that for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What would it take for you to get back in the booth, bro? Ooh. You see that happening. Yeah, I've always had this vision. It's just so funny. Um, because there's so many songs that I'm on from friends that were like before COVID or just like when I was in Remix. <clears throat> there's a song that me, Andy, and Curly are actually on. There's a song that like a friend of mine, Shar, me and her are on. And they're like, oh, we got to release it. I'm like, totally fine. Just make sure it says unknown. Mm-hmm. Or like this whole, like, okay. I really wanted, and like, <clears throat> I guess it's not going to happen now because I said it. But um, <laughs> if you ever see unknown, it's probably me. But I, I wanted this persona where like some sort of name that like it has no relation to me, but everything's just black. So like DP of my IG, black. All art covers, black. But then it's probably like old song because like it's, again I, I, it's not like i don't know how to sing like if i went to a show right now i'd probably kill it right right um it was funny because i went to jamaica this 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 past summer and I, I went to i went with my girl and her family uh for her parents wedding sing at the wedding nice i sing like i sing them down to the aisle so like it's not like i don't know how to sing or i stop singing yeah. i just don't i'm not an artist that's interesting right because like on here, you're very outgoing. You're yeah, very yeah, yeah. Comp- um, open. You know, you're down to sing at a wedding. Yeah. But you want not to I, be on the thing. That's because interesting. Because I, I just hate if someone came up to me like, yo, I love your music. Like, no, love me for um, like what I do behind the scenes. Right? Because people like, to know you. Yeah. Like, I want, yeah, basically, I just want people to know me for a different reason. Right. Right. And um, yeah, I had this whole, like, it was like a whole dream where, like, 
I was like unknown, and then like I like you know like that poncho where you had a mask. Or yeah, I had yeah. like a mask of like a- if it was like anything like performance or anything. It was it was just hilarious. But now I can't do it. Yeah, I already that said is it. Very interesting, bro. I've, I've already said it, so I can't do it. Anymore. <laughs> and like I can't because <laughs> be, right. I baited it out, so I can't even do it anymore. So I kind of shot myself in the foot. But yeah, so like that was like that was the only that's the only way you could see me in the booth, or uh, it just doesn't get listed at all. Like, yeah, it just wouldn't say featured. So you're down to make the music. I love making music. Like I love making music. I love writing, but I just hate if my name's associated with interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's so interesting, bro. I've heard that before, but I've heard that from people that are never like their uh, face is never out there. Your face still out there. You're still it's doing a, it's, your it's thing. It's a God-given talent. Like I it was, I was, I was born with it. Like it right. wasn't like I, I've never taken a singing lesson in my life. Mm. Andy, the same thing. Like we are like these are kind of like God given talent. Like we never work for this. Like you know, so like why waste it? Like there's always like there's times I'm in studios and I'm just like singing with like with the beat, right? And then like I'll give a melody, and then they'll take that melody because it sounds dope, right? So like there's even times where I even kind of consider being a demo artist, where like I cut up songs um, for artists like in the industry and then like give it to them, right? right. So like there, there's obviously like all those other things that I could do and I think would be great, but like for now, like I just don't want to be the front guy. You know Good what I mean? For you. Yeah, yeah. I like that you have that. Like I like that you know what you want. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Let's go for this. Yeah. I like that, man. Yeah. It's because there's no, you never really know, so you have to have that confidence in your decisions. Yeah, and, and who's, I respect it. And who's saying like ten years I don't become a singer? Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's like it's like. Uh, like one thing I'll talk about was like meeting Jermaine Dupree today was just JD. like nuts. Like the gems that he was giving us and like the I guess the different um I guess roles that he played in the industry. Like he never planned it. It just happened because that's what just happened, right? Yeah, he did everything. So like who who's to say that I'm not the biggest writer of all time in five years? Or sorry, like I, I don't write for the biggest artist in like five years. Or maybe the music does work out now right like there's like you can't really you just got to go through like but this is what i want to do now who's to say anything doesn't change you know what i mean that's yeah i love that man that's not to be the old man i'm a little older but i i've definitely seen that bro where you can literally do whatever you want to do man you can change it like you just gotta know that you're if you're a jack of all trades don't shut down any idea that's right so do something enjoy it yeah if you're enjoying it keep doing it if you're not really Switch something up. Yeah. That's awesome, bro. I love that type of spirit. I relate to it. Yeah. And it's important to keep. So shout out to you for that. Appreciate you, man. Real shit, bro. So coming up on an hour, last kind of last big question I had for you. Okay. Disagreements with your artists. That ever happen? And how do you deal with that? A lot. Um, Disagreements. There's so many things because... Since I come from a music background, there's there's things where I think might sound better, and there's things where he might think sounds better. So like we're kind of on that like, and we're both like kind of um, I wouldn't say aggressive, but I think we're both outspoken to the point where, cause like we're both in that same field at one point, right? So we we kind of know what sounds good, what doesn't. Um, I've I've kind of taken a step back. Just because it wasn't getting to the point where like we were fighting a lot, but I kind of realized I'm like, wait, whose dream is this? It's his, right? If he if he's an artist, he should have full control of what he does. And it's not like I was controlling what he was doing, but if he thinks that this song is the one, 
is your dream. It's not mine. My dream is to propel your dream, right? So I kind of had to take a step back. And like, I think the reason why we were having those arguments is because we were friends before being business. Okay. I think if I stepped into the business role first, I would have been like, oh, okay, do, do what you gotta do. Uh, I'll help you with whatever you want. But since I was kind of like this friend first, it was um, it was hard because I'm like, no, no, like, trust me, like this is the one. He's like, no, like I want this one. So like, I kind of had to like, kind of take that step back myself and be like, wait, whose dream is this? It's his, all right, cool. Whatever he says, it's a go. How can we um, elevate that is up to like the team now. You know what I mean? Of course he does take my um, critique like like with consideration, but still at the end of the day, if he thinks that this is the one, it's the one, you know? I like that, man. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a very mature guy for 22, bro. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. nuts, man, because I'm talking to you, I'm like, I don't, I would never have guessed that either. Really? Yeah. I think a lot of people do say that, and I think it's because I also hanged out with a lot of older kids when I was younger. Yeah. Right, like there's like, one of my, like, one of my, like, my close, close friends, uh, growing up was like when I was like 18, 19, it was 29, 30. And they're not chilling with you because they see you as a kid, they're chilling with you because they see you as an equal. Yeah, and yeah. I went through that too, bro. And that's that's awesome, bro. That's that's gonna take you far, man. Because that 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 ability to put yourself in willingly yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to the back is huge. No, it is huge. So, like, it's kind of like knowing your place, knowing your role, knowing yeah. your place, yeah. knowing your role. Yeah. That's real, man. Yeah, if a kid were to ask you one characteristic that is necessary for me either managing an artist or just being in the music industry in general would you have one i have one in my head like a word a characteristic like for example for me it would be the word patience like the characteristic patience um what would you say I don't know if it's a characteristic, but I would say uh, being open and being coachable. I think that's the one thing I've learned a lot um, and just hearing it throughout the industry, just being coachable is one of the things that they love because again, if you're young, you do not have all the answers. There's people that have more experience than you are old, like than you are born, right? There's people that like, Real there's, shit. there's people in the industry like Jermaine Dupree, has more industry industry experience than I've been alive, Nuts. right? So it's like, who am I to say that I can't learn anything from you, right? So I think, I think saying you're coachable is definitely one of the biggest things. Um, yeah, I think that's like, that's my being, that's being coachable. That's a great one. Yeah, very good one, man. Yeah. I could see you having a fucking label or something at some <sighs> point, bro. I wish, man. If I you want. You know what? I'm gonna take the back. I can see you doing what you want, <laughs> whatever you put your mind to. I can see you doing it. Man. I appreciate that for real. And I, I said, bro, I had Jay Z B last week, and she spoke extremely high, highly of yourself and yeah. Kanye. Thank you. Thank you know you're doing your, you're doing your thing. Hard hard worker. Thank you. Thank you. You got the vigilante stamp, bro. Whatever you need, you let let's me know. Let's go. Bro. Let's go. Uh, we're touching about an hour though, man. Anything you want to promote, plug any shows coming up for for your artists. You have Andye and anyone else? Uh, yeah, I do also manage another artist by the name of Raheem Bray. Okay. Uh, he doesn't have any music out now, so it's kind of like, I kind of like, so like, we're going to have to talk a little more. Um, <laughs> Andye is like a friend of mine, like a brother of mine, so it's like, that's why we went on. Right. But Raheem is kind of like a passion project. So he's everything I wanted to be as an artist. Mm. So like, whenever I hear him make music, I'm like, 
wish I did this when I was an artist. Like, this is so sick. Um, so he's been kind of getting some looks. And, like, mind you, like, he has no music out and still getting looks from, like, like industry people. So we're trying to work on that. But hopefully his music does come out soon. Um, Andy is doing his thing now. Dropped his song, uh, Who Is She, out everywhere. Um, doing numbers. Doing numbers. Uh, he's got a show on November 5th at Clinton's? Yeah. Clinton's? Yeah, yeah that's I'm, right. I'm I remember that. that yeah, great. That's a great that. venue. That's Bloor and uh, Bathurst, basically. Bloor and Christie. Oh, okay. Great okay, venue. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know where the venue was, but yeah, at Clinton's. Uh, it's going to be a dope event. And new music is coming on the new year. Uh, so definitely excited for that. Uh, it's going to be his pop stream. So we're definitely going to get into that. And uh, yeah, just be on the lookout. I mean, I know I don't really post on IG, but just. I don't know, just be on the lookout. Like, yeah. I love posting on yeah. stories. So, hopefully, you guys see it on the story. No, You're going to see some stories. <laughs> right? Some stories. <laughs> right? You know what time it is. Yeah, yeah. What's your social media again? Uh, it's Ducey. So, I T S D U C E Y. It's Ducey. Excellent, man. Yeah, yeah. Yo, right, I appreciate you, right, man. Right, Always right, a Vinny. pleasure. Great conversation. Yes, Learned sir. a lot. Thank you. I think the people will enjoy this one heavy. Awesome. And I wish you and the team more than the best. Thank you, my guy. Appreciate you, man. Versatile Vigilante. Like, subscribe. Let's get it. Let's go.